listeners, I'm Stacey Lee Sherwood coming to you from Reality Checks with Stacey Lee from All About Animals Radio. Now, if you think animal issues are just about animals, well, no, they also involve politics and economics, so they really do affect all of us. So I hope you learn a little something today, maybe be motivated to act and enjoy the show. So with that, my guest today is Vita Straum, a lifelong vegan. So welcome, Vita. Hi. Now, can you talk about how long you've been vegan and what drove you to make such a change? Yeah, I was actually 42 when I went vegan. And I'm 76, so not quite lifelong, but <laughs> it's getting there. Um, I was actually um, doing some seminars about self-improvement and insight, you know, looking at yourself and to be the best person you could be. And one of the questions was, would you be willing to take on some project that you might not be able to complete in your lifetime? And some of us in the seminar said, no, you know, we want to be happy and productive and make a difference. But no, we don't want to do that. And some of us said, yeah. So I was actually looking for a major project to to work on most of my with most of my energy and time. And a, fr a friend, I had a typing business, typewriters, remember? Oh, gosh, <laughs> I had, yes. I had a typing <laughs> and um, one of my clients brought me a picture of a little lab monkey being tortured. And I looked at this picture. And, of course, I'd had kitties all my life. And I was one of those I love animals people. And I looked at that picture, and it was just horrifying. Mm -hmm. And I said, literally... Who do we call? We have to stop this. And, you know, once everybody knows about it, why we can just stop this right now. You know, we can end it immediately. So I actually called Cloris Leachman, the actress, because wow. I had been living in L.A. typing a lot of movie scripts and TV scripts. So I said, I know she's been doing work with animals. So I don't know who to call about this. And they said, well, we'll have somebody get back to you. And I thought, oh, sure. <laughs> and 10 minutes later, someone called and said, Clara said you should call this guy. Hmm. So I called this guy and we talked for an hour and I was just in tears. I was just horrified. He started just sharing what some of the things we do to animals. And I went to a last chance for animals meeting that night in Los Angeles. And at that time in Southern California, what most of the activism was about was against getting animals out of labs and anti-vivisection right. and fur. Those were the two. Those were the two main things people were working on. And by the way, don't eat them. Right. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> OK. And, you know, and it just like I knew I was eating dead animals. But like most people, you just don't think about it. And, and I, I call myself at the time a speciesist carnivore because I never ate deer or lamb or lobsters, and but lots of parts and pieces of cows, pigs and chickens, but not all pieces. you know. But anyway, at, at, after a few months of really learning about the abuse, it was just obvious to me that if I really wanted to commit my life to being an animal liberation activist and freeing all animals, that I had to be vegan. There was just no way around it there was there's just no justification right. so i went vegan and i hate to cook still do and i thought at the time i guess i'm going to eat saltines the rest of my life <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't occur to me that it would be a problem right and what i started discovering was that two things there's like 12 kinds of rice 
in every normal grocery store and everybody just buys the same kind all the time. Right. It's just habit. Food is just habit and tradition and comfort. It's, that's yeah. all the, that's all food really is. And so what I discovered was there were so many things to eat. I mean, there's like 93 kinds of lettuce and, you know, I mean, I didn't know any of this stuff because like most people, I just ate the same thing pretty much all the time. But I discovered that for me, it was easy. I did not want to participate in an indus- in industries that you pay so they can torture and kill animals. Right. So for me, it was e- easy. It was just, well, I'm not going to participate in that. But then over the years, for the next few years, I realized it wasn't going to be that fast and that easy for most people. And I wish it was, but I can't give that to them. I can't give it. I can't give you that moment where you say, "Okay, this is who I'm going to be from now on. And I'm going to alter my life for somebody else, period. And so what I realized was mostly people didn't know what to eat. So I started collecting, not recipes, but just menus from people. And I put the first little book together in 1992 of what to eat when you don't eat animals. And it was mostly just menus. Here's five breakfasts, here's five lunches to give people an idea. And over the years, I've just expanded it and expanded it. And a year or so ago, I met someone through Facebook who does great editing and and formatting. And so the newest version of what to eat when you don't eat animals is now it's a PDF. It's free. And I can, you know, I hope your listeners go and check it out, you know, on the links because it really shows there's so much out there to eat. It's just, I mean, I've been vegan, you know, 34 years now. And the, the number of vegan cheese alternatives is, you know, getting over the hundreds, (laughs) You know, compared to when I started, there was like one, (laughs) you know, but anyway, that's mostly what I'm working on in my life is I have my job is I work for allcreatures.org and I'm a lifelong atheist working for the Christian animal rights site. And I do all the animal rights and all the um, vegan articles. And my executive director, Tams Nicholson and the founder, Pastor Frank Hoffman, they do the religious and I'm. I don't care what people believe. I want people to be vegan and take care of the animals and the planet. So it's really a privilege working for all creatures because I really can post anything I want from a wide, wide range of different kinds of activism, from interfaith vegans to Animal Liberation Front and everything in between. So it's a great resource site. And so that's really, you know, what I've been working is on all creatures, which is a privilege. And I get to work at home with the kitties, you know, and um, I'm working on what to eat when you don't eat animals. So what made me have the change was animals that you can make a difference with every bite. And it's a great way to live. That's interesting about Cloris Leachman. I never I never would have known. Uh, I do remember her on the Mary Tyler Moore show, right? I think she was mm-hmm. on Mary Tyler Moore and Young mm-hmm. Frankenstein. But you yes. know, when you see when you see celebrities, you never really know like what they're doing behind um, you know, what's re- what's really going on. Sometimes their right. personal life is very different than the, you know, the the facade that they have uh to to yeah. the public. I myself have been completely vegan since I guess about 25 years, but really since high school, I say, when I say almost vegan, I'm talking like 90, 95%. <clears throat> I never ate seafood. For some reason, it just always, yeah. this, the smell and taste always just got to me. So I was never into seafood. I was never a dairy person. 
my mom uh, told me that even when I was like a little kid, we'd get the pizza and I would take off all the cheese and I just wanted the bread and the tomatoes. And this is like when I was like, you know, eight, nine, 10 years old. So I don't know, maybe my body just inherently knew dairy was was bad for you. Actually, dairy actually makes osteoporosis worse. It doesn't actually make it, it doesn't build strong bones. It actually weakens, weakens a bone. So that's a, that's a whole other lie from the industry. But Actually, I didn't really have that much of a problem because I was kind of lucky. I didn't really develop a taste uh-huh. for the meat and the dairy. Right. So for me, quote, giving up food, you know, it was not really not really that hard. But when I come across people who want to go vegan, <clears throat> I take them either to an Italian restaurant or an Indian restaurant because there's mm-hmm. so many great options that are basically vegan or almost vegan anyway. Right. And then I'm like, well, see, you're already eating this. So you're already yeah. kind of consuming vegan yes. food. It's not just, you know, people think, um, you know, where do you get your protein? You know, what do you eat? And I'm like, well, I'm not eating wilted lettuce, sweetheart. You know, I'm eating, I'm eating a lot of uh-huh. a lot, a lot of food, so so much more than when people think. So let me ask you, um, was there any like pushback from people around you when you decide to completely give up eating animals or animal byproducts? Because sometimes there is, you know, there is some of that. Well, I was working at home alone at the time with my typing, my typing business. And my social life was doing landmark courses, which is about Mm self-development. So there were people willing to listen. And what I discovered early on was I was not, I just don't want to be around people eating animals. So there were a lot of social things that I didn't go stop going to birthday parties, weddings. I mean, I just to sit there and watch people put it in their mouth. It's just never I, I, I'm just not one of those people that can tolerate that. Right. And I know people who should do that. And for me, it was more important to take care of the animals and to stay committed to what I was committed to, but to not be like uh, pushy about it. And not be so, you know, to go to the to somebody's party and take your vegan meatloaf and spend the whole day talking about how good the vegan meatloaf is it, while they're sitting gnawing on turkey bones or something. <laughs> you know? So I the pushback, I, I'm it wasn't a problem for me. And I know it is a problem for some people. Yeah. And there's so much literature out there now and so much good information from activists for activists about how to deal with all those situations. And you need to draw your own lines. That's, I think, the thing that's the hardest for so many people is sometimes your family and your friends and their approval is more important than other things that you think you're committed to. And it's a test. It's a test of your integrity and your your willingness to stand for what you believe in. And I've just found it to be so much more empowering to just be truthful than to sit there and pretend it's all right with me when they're sitting, you know, and people say, you know, just one bite, one bite, you know, and it's like, no, do you understand what they do to these animals? I mean, this is atrocious. And I think what I talk about are the animals and what they do to the animals. I'm not, I'm not interested so much in vegan recipes or how many, you know, how much potassium is in a walnut? Right, right. <laughs> and yeah. kind of, I mean, really? You know? yeah. um, what I'm interested in is having people understand that they can take a stand and be committed to something that they already care about. 
most people are not interested in torturing animals, but they do. They pay people to do that. And it's just a matter of, you know, and I used to be for years, decades, wonderful at having these open, sweet, soft conversations with people. Mm-hmm. But I literally can't do it anymore, Stacy. I know too much. And yeah. doing this full time, I hear some new horror to inflict on animals probably three or four times a week that I yeah. never heard of. It's bottomless. It's it's finite like the stars. I mean, the, what we do is, you know, and most, 99.99% of the abuse to animals is for food in the world. And of that, of all the animals abused for food and tortured and killed, most of the abuse is for dairy and eggs. The laying hens and the dairy cows have the worst lives of of all the animals who are abused for food. Most people don't know that most of the chickens they eat are like 40 days old. If you go into a slaughterhouse, the broiler chicken, we call them broiler chickens, they're not clucking like chickens. They're peeping. They're chicks. They're 40 days old. Okay, so they're, they're like juveniles then, basically. They're ju- yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're not even full-grown chickens, <laughs> you know? And the the pigs and the cows we eat are, you know, months old. They're, they have no life. You know, they're born to be murdered. And so for me, it's important just for me to talk about the animals. And I'm just not as good at it as I used to be because I'm just so disgusted. You know, there's so much information out there now. There's so much reality and the impact on the planet. You know, we literally, we literally slaughter in the U.S. about a million animals an hour. That's 300 a second. And if you have a football field and you have a cow, a, a pig and a sheep and a goat, for 10 yards. And then for 20 yards, you have turkey, 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 turkey. And the next 70 yards is chicken, chicken, chicken. Chicken, chicken, Every three seconds, that many are killed. And before they were killed, they were all peeing and shitting, which all goes into our air, land, and water. So the fact, it isn't just that we abuse the animals. It's not an accident. There's this circular, vicious thing that you hurt them, they hurt the environment, and then people eat them and get sick and die. And the whole thing is just this habit, tradition, and false information. And, you know, like the whole thing with, you know, you need milk. No, dairy actually does kill your bones. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, the, scary, whole, the whole thing is just, so for me, it's just, it was more important for me to be standing for what I said I was committed to, which was ending animal abuse. And that means I don't eat them. And I don't go around and I don't be with people who are eating them. Yeah, animal egg, animal agriculture uses a huge amount of water, which as you know, we're just contaminating water be, beyond any kind of thought process between the drilling, the fracking, uh, spraying herbicides. I mean, just go down the list and then you have you know, animal agriculture and anything that goes in the water stays in the water. You you cannot remove it. The only time you can quote remove something in the water is if it was like a shirt and you pulled it out right away. But any any anything that's going to break down in the water is going to stay in that water in some capacity forever. So think about all all of that. 
And then I wrote an article about uh, the dairy industry because I'd known about this for years. And like you said, the information is out there, but people just don't, I don't know, uh, they don't process it or they don't want to believe it. But the dairy, uh, the dairy calves with the, um, those spikes that they put in the, the, the spikes that they put on like the nose and the mouth to prevent the babies from nursing so that it basically hurts, hurts the mom. So it's not just that we're taking the mother's milk, but we're actually inflicting pain. I mean, it's so sick. And the thing is you can buy these plastic rings on Amazon for like $2. You can go on YouTube and there are videos where these, you know, guys are laughing about, Oh yeah, I did this, you know, to my calf kind of thing. So this is like widely, you know, widely accepted um, kind of practice. And yet for whatever reason, people just haven't caught on. Are you surprised, you know, what with the information era that, you know, obviously we've had the internet like 30 years now and God knows there's like billions and billions of websites out there. Are you surprised? Cause I kind of am that more information isn't out there like in mainstream or that more people haven't caught on because there must be, and I'm not even just talking about PETA. There's a lot of videos of what goes on in animal agriculture from beginning to end, right? There's just no way you could possibly look at that. Not to mention the documentary, the film Earthlings. I mean, if if you watch Earthlings, I don't know how you could even get through that and not just hate humanity, quite frankly, for the cruelty. But there's so much out there. You don't even have to like really look for it. So I am kind of surprised that it hasn't caught on or stuck more. Are you? No. Um, and it's all money. Yeah. It's just money. Um, the media is owned by these corporations. And, you know, you're not going to have a Super Bowl ad about, you know, silk, plant-based milk. Right. Because the dairy industry, you know, wants you to buy their crap. And Big Egg, you know, runs. I The farm bill comes up, I think, every five years from the government. Um, and I think it's something, and don't quote me on the numbers, but it's something like $38 billion in subsidies. Yeah, it's huge. And the percentage of that, that goes to farmers growing food for people to eat is 1%. So the government, if you have, if you're slaughtering pigs, you get subsidized to buy the piglets, you get subsidized for the food, you get subsidized for the transportation, you get subsidized for the slaughter, you get subsidized for the rendering. You So you, you it, it's just, it's all money. And there's these great programs now. There's, um, uh, Rowdy Girl has the, there's there's transformation and then there's the rancher advocacy program and there there I think there's a few in Europe too going on but what they are is they're taking farmers who don't want to be animal farmers anymore right. and they're walking them through all the you know the technical and the legal and the biological and the, you know everything the steps that they need to take so they can be mushroom farmers. Good. or soy farmers or you know whatever and there's many of these farmers i think one of the great things i've learned just in the last few years is there's a lot of people who've been in the quote animal farming business you know for generations and they really hate it it didn't occur to me that they might hate it 
right. you know, that they might actually care about the animals. But I've actually awakened to that in the last few years. And But what are they going to do? That's your job. That's your family. And when you talk about peer pressure, you know, all of your friends are ranchers, all of your families, you know. So it's very difficult to just say, okay, I'm not going to participate in that anymore. And for an individual single female, it was easy for me. I didn't have family that I needed to care for or that I really was concerned about what they thought. It's just not in my nature to be, you know, more worried. I'm less worried about what people think of me than what I think of myself. But it's difficult. So the media is owned by these corporations and the pharmaceutical industry, for God's sakes, they don't want people to be well. (laughs) I mean, that's the last thing they want. They're just raking in the money. And I, I hardly ever watch TV anymore. And I'm a I'm definitely a TV junkie. I, I Netflix all the time. <laughs> Me too. Me but too. When, I love Netflix. You know, it's like no commercials, you know. Um, but if I watch regular TV once in a while, I cannot believe the drug commercials. It's just oh, astounding to me. You know, call your, you know, podiatrist. Who has a podiatrist you know, or a neurologist? <laughs> you know, but they want people to be sick. And they want so they want they want you to think that you have to eat this horrible stuff to be well, but you know we know what it does. But it's just so frustrating because it's money, and there's plenty of media. So that's why links. It send friend, anybody that you know send them every link you can because eventually people popping on their phones and their toy you know their computer toys all the time they will click on these links. And most of us are here because we saw a video or a picture. Right. And we were horrified. And the question then becomes, okay, now I'm horrified. What do I do? And then I'll go back to my little passion project of what to eat when you don't eat animals. Because I make two or three vegan meals every day that are really simple and delicious. And they have to be simple because I hate to cook. <laughs> so I the, I put the book together to give people really a resource to see all there is to eat, to make it easier for yourself and for your friends and family. If you want to deal, you know, if they, they want to participate with you in it. Right. And that's that's a great thing. So I wanted to switch gears a little. Um when we talk about animal agriculture, it's not just the water and the land and the cruelty and the actual livestock. Um, and of course they call it livestock as opposed to right. you know, chickens and pigs to, to get you in that mindset that it's just a commodity. But a lot of huge amount of other species, some of which are native and wild, some of which are endangered, are also killed. Um, right. Like our wild horses and burros that are just right. being removed, you know, uh, basically they're going to be extinct within this year or the next year. I don't, I don't see how that would not even happen. Uh, so the wild horses are being removed so that they can have more grazing of cattle right. on public land. Uh, and then, of course, we all know about the wolves. The wolves are constantly being killed right. just at the thought that maybe one day a wolf might kill a cow. It right. used to be that if there was actually some sort of proof, but all a rancher or farmer has to do is say, you know what, Jack, I'm thinking that there might be a wolf somewhere in 50 miles from here. Why don't you go and get rid of the whole right. whole pack just in case? And Jack from the USDA or Fish and Wildlife says, right. hey, Stan, no problemo, I will go out and slaughter them. And, and they slaughter 
not just the whole family, the, the pups, everything. And so that, that devastates the ecosystem. And then, of course, the Thule elk in California, right. which they're endangered, right? Ironically, California spent a lot of money and time putting the elk back in like their historical, you know, habitat. Uh, Point Reyes, of course, is the the shining example of, of right. this. And it's a small area. And the elk are like behind a fence. They're denied food. They're denied water. They're slowly being starved to death for the dairy cows, right? right? Which is crazy. Ironically, they had some sort of oyster industry at the same park. And California decided that that was too polluting. So they got rid of that. So that shows they are aware that animal agriculture in any form is devastating to the natural land and the water, but they just don't have the, what's the word I'm looking for? Integrity, right. <laughs> false intelligence, right. whatever, right. to get rid of dairy. And in fact, we had a, for the expression, hearing a few months ago, which I attended on Zoom. I use that term loosely because normally you get three or two minutes to speak. And because they were chit-chatting, like we were talking before, they were chit-chatting and wasting time, their time, they decided they were going to cut into public comment because they didn't want people to talk about the native, you know, tule elk that should be there and you should get rid of the dairy cows. So they gave us less than 60 seconds to make a comment. You know, and California is touted as like this big environmental state. Uh, here to tell you folks, no, 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 no. <laughs> No, uh, a, a big facade, and they do get some things right, but a lot of their produce is also irrigated in the wastewater from oil drilling, which is about as contaminated and dangerous as you can imagine. But animal agriculture affects a lot of other species, not just the actual animal that we kill to eat. And that's another thing that people don't realize. You know, So when you're ordering that steak, it's not just that cow. It's, you know, all the other species that have been killed, all that water that's been contaminated. So, yeah. And when they have a recall, a lettuce or a spinach recall. Oh, Lord. Yes, the recalls. Because it has E. coli. Mm -hmm. um, spinach yeah. and lettuce don't shit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, it's, and it's runoff from animal agriculture that exactly. we use that water with exactly. full of who knows what. To, to water produce, you know. So the other thing I really want to say, Stacy, is when you, you know, the tule elk and the wild horses and the wolves and all the people who love the wild animals, the organizations, I put this on their head, the organizations who are promoting certain species of animals do not, I'm going to say most of the time, do not link the eating of animals to the destruction of the specific species that their organization is working on. Exactly. So right. the people, the, the wild horse people, the only, the only horse advocacy group that I know of that promotes veganism is the Fund for Horses. And they have a vegan project. The environmental organizations... <laughs> who claim to care about the environment, the only one that I know of that promotes veganism is Center for Biological Diversity. Right, yeah. But the or, the environmental organizations and the wolf and the, the coyote and the, you know, wild horse organizations, they don't want to upset their donors who don't want to think about who they're eating. 
Right. And, and many of them are also hunters, too, which is yeah. also kind of a weird. But the, mo- the, the difference these groups could make if they would have their, you know, if they would have their members actually link their love for wolves and their love for the wild horses, they're responsible. They directly are. or indirectly for what's happening to the wild animals, as long as they continue to eat animals. And one person, you know, here's the argument I hear is like, well, if I went vegan, it's not going to, you know, well, first you're going to save a bunch of animals. But it isn't a matter of that. It's a matter of wholeness and integrity. And for me personally, when you take a stand for something like that and you actually alter your life for somebody else, it just makes your life so much better. It's just, I'm just, I'm one of the happiest people I know drowning in this abuse seven days a week, you know, because it's just important to take a stand for something and be committed to it. But you can't protect wolves and not talk about the fact that if if one cat there, and like you said earlier, they're grazing cattle on public land, Mm -hmm. our public land, our public land, our public land. And they get, you know, they they pay like a dollar a year. (laughs) So, again, it's money. It just goes back to money. And it has to be like everything else. It has to be each individual has to take a stand for what they care about and follow through on it as much as you can. And find your niche. You know, I I there's no way I'm going to go. Knock down a door and rescue an animal from a lab. I'm afraid I'll get hurt. (laughs) I don't want to go to jail. And at first, when I was a band of baby activist, it was like, oh, I'll never be able to do anything to make a difference if I'm not going to do that. You know, there's things you can do. You know, I don't like public speaking, so I shouldn't do that. You know, I'm not the person to be doing that. I, I like, you know, podcasts and, you know, I'm at home with my kitties and I can talk. And I have a website, but I'm, there's things I'm not going to do. I'm not going to go throw blood on people who are wearing fur coats because, again, I don't want to get arrested. <laughs> not that I'm opposed to that tactic, but there's just there's things I'm not going to do. But you need to find what you're good at and what your niche is. And like I say, working for all creatures, I'm on hundreds of email lists. I mean, you can ne- I say you can never get too many emails. I can't believe the variety and extent and depth of work that different people are doing for animals in all different domains. And I get to post them on all creatures. So it's a wide variety of what people are doing. And it just it's like so enlivening to see here's this, you know, 20 year old person who wrote this thesis on something that, you know, I knew nothing about regarding animals, you know, and there's just there's so much going on. But it's so much money involved. The money is just horrific. Oh, it's staggering. It's it's, staggering, it's just it's just, it's just staggering. But like again, I just to promote what to eat. We've listened. There are hundreds of products. So there's so much out there now that if you don't, you know, if you if you think you need to give up, you know, hamburgers and French fries, no, <laughs> no, not at all. And you know, I like I say, I make great meals, and they're easy and they're delicious. And it just feels good because I'm not paying somebody to hurt somebody. Right, right. And that's really for me uh, what it is. It's hardly harming others. Years ago, I mean, years ago, this would have been back in the mid 80s. uh, I was volunteering at the Elmsford Animal Shelter, which was one of the first real no, no kill shelters. 
and we had a we had a fundraiser. You probably know what I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So we had a fundraiser at the country club. I can't remember where the heck the country club was, but it was some fancy country club. And needless to say, I mean, okay, it was the mid '80s, so obviously nobody even used the word vegan back then. Um, it was more like vegetarian or whatever. Uh, so there was no such thing as that. And there, there was no actual vegan products or anything like that. So there wasn't there wasn't a lot of options. However, like I said, there was there were already plenty of Indian or Italian options that already just existed that have existed for hundreds of years that you could have done. I mean, who doesn't love rice and beans and pasta, right? But no, they chose the you know the typical steak and potatoes and all. So all of us there were pretty much kind of vegetarian anyway. Uh, so we're kind of looking at this and thinking, okay. And in walks in, and I just want to preface, I'm a Scorpio, so I am very opinionated and very stubborn. And sometimes I just can't or won't hold my tongue. Mm -hmm. uh, so that that's just me. So in walks this woman and she's got this huge fur coat on, right? Now I, I realize that Elms for Animal Shelter was for dogs and cats, right? We weren't saving wild animals. But to me, like with you, it's all part of the, the bigger picture, right? Mm -hmm. You know, cruelty is cruelty regardless of the species. So we're already getting past this, the, the steak and the baked potato with butter. And in, in walks actually several women with fur coats. What was really amazing was it was actually warm weather out. So clearly this wasn't even like I'm freezing and this is all I have to right. wear. This was just for show. So I looked at this woman and I said, you know, why the blank are you wearing a fur coat? You know, and she just kind of looked aghast, like, you know, how could I say something to her? And I said, you know, you're at a fundraiser for animals. I mean, I get that you're not wearing a coat wearing a dog or that you think is not made of dog. Right, right. Um, but, you know, but who knows? Um, but it's still the same thing. You know, how can you possibly want to save dogs and cats and then promote cruelty? Do you have like any idea what goes on to make it as a fox coat, to make a fox fur coat? You know, and FYI, if you think that makes you beautiful and sexy, I got news for you. It makes you look really kind of ugly. Well, needless to say, at that point, everybody was like listening um, and you could kind of see, you know, battle lines being drawn. And over the years, I have turned down going to some of these fundraisers for that reason, you know, because I knew I wouldn't be able to hold my tongue. But, the hip, you know, the hypocrisy um, mm -hmm. that, that's out there and the environmental organizations. Yeah, they really... They really need to kind of step up and admit admit what we all know. Mm -hmm. um, and I get while well, donations, everybody's scrambling for donations. I get that. But, you know, if you're taking it from what basically would be the enemy, I mean, if you're trying to save wolves or some wild animal, you know, why why would you take money from hunters and those kinds of groups, they will never, ever come across to your side. They will only try to break you right. to get you to come to their side. You know, it will it will never benefit them. Um, but yeah, animal animal agri agriculture is a huge multi-billion dollar. I mean, the amount, the number of animals killed globally is what several. I don't even I yeah, it's, it's like a billion a day or I mean, the, the numbers just go on and on and on. And you can't I couldn't fathom how that many animals could be killed. And we still have animals today. That was kind of like my aha moment that you yeah. could kill that many wild animals to make room for cattle. 
and we still have them out. I mean, it's staggering. And just in the time that we've been talking, right, you have to think about how many millions of animals have been killed. And Mm -hmm. eating animals doesn't make you healthy. That's the that's one of the biggest, you know, the biggest lies. It actually makes you quite sick, heart disease and high cholesterol and high blood pressure and cancer like the big four. And I wouldn't say they're only caused from eating, but definitely, definitely what you what you eat has a big contributor to all of that. So, but I love yeah. all, all all creatures because that is a allcreatures.org. That is a clearinghouse for all kinds of information, um, action alerts and articles and just a, a whole host of information, which is a really great website to go to. And just to um, be sure, it's all dash creatures. All right, all that right, all because dash creatures.org. I don't know if it's still around, but it used to be like animal communicators, who of course. <laughs> talk to the dogs and the cats and the horses, but they never talked about eating animals. So all dash creatures. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we don't. Yeah. Sorry. We do not want to promote people that. (laughs) No, 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 we just all dash creatures. (laughs) Before before we complete, I I think something else that's really missing in a lot of conversations about animal rights and veganism is Mm -hmm. there's racism and sexism and speciesism. Speciesism. Yeah. And I think, it isn't just that the speciesism, you know, uh, Richard Ryder coined the term, I think somewhere in the seventies. And um, it's, it really is the, it's no different than, you know, sexism or racism that it's, I'm, I think less of you and I have the power so I can do whatever I want to you. And people who are committed to ending racism and sexism really, need to to understand that if they're still speciesist, that they can stop that. Just like people who used to be racist aren't anymore. And people who used to be misogynist aren't anymore. People can change. But they but the whole idea that somehow animals are separate from us is the same reason, you know, we have problems with race and, you know, gender identity. That we think we when pe- people think they have more power than somebody else or that they're better than them or that right. they're more worthy, then you can justify doing anything to them. Exactly. So that's why I think it's so important for the people who love the wolves and love the coyotes, and, you know, love the manatees, you know, you know, people who love sharks, but still eat tuna. Yes. We're running yeah. out of tuna, by the way. You know, we are. We are. And, you know, the oceans, you know. They die, we die, and they're 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 a disaster now. And the the fishing is, you know, the the number of animals that are dying from most. You know, they, we talk about people throwing their plastic away, but I think a good percentage of the plastic that's found in the oceans when people try to clean it up is leftover fishing gear. You know, they take yeah. these trawlers and they have like mile long nets. And they just scrape everything up. And so it isn't just that the particular kind of fish that they think people like to eat, everybody gets caught in there and you've destroyed the ecosystem. And then the ocean is screwed and the whole, you know, mother nature knew what to do. Everything works together. It's called ecosystem, you know, and we've just screwed them up all over the world. And so much of it is about eating animals. 
so much. People who, you know, hate rodeos and, you know, will go to the rodeo demo against rodeos and then on the way home, stop at McDonald's and have a, you know, a hamburger. It, it's I know, just I the know. disconnect. It's like, disconnect. they call it cognitive dissonance. You know, it's like you're trying to, you're trying, I love animals except at dinner time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But exactly. It, it, right. It's so, it's so great that you do this. I mean, there's so many podcasts out there now. We just need more people talking and having conversations like this. And hopefully more people will listen and hopefully more people will use the resources that we provide. You know, there's plenty of stuff to know and there's plenty of good information out there. But like I say, when you say you're committed to something, walk the talk. Yeah. You know, walk, or shut the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> walk the walk, walk the walk. I can tell you for all the years that I work with sea turtles. Um, I don't know if I was the only person who was vegan, but a huge amount of the people that work with sea turtles and love sea turtles, and God knows it can be backbreaking work. <laughs> would eat would eat seafood. Uh-huh. Would, eat, would eat seafood. Well, yeah, they're like the wolves and the coyote people. I know, I know. And the thing is, the the, lo- the loggerheads would eat um, crustaceans, right? Crabs and lobster, and that, of course, is a big, especially down here in Florida. That, of course, is a big a big uh, commodity. And a lot of people eat it. And I would think, well, you're you're literally eating the food because the loggerhead can only eat that. The loggerhead cannot live on strawberries. They can't live on saltines. <laughs> they cannot live on pasta or Indian food. We have that option. We don't have the sharp teeth. We don't have the enzymes to eat raw food. In fact, every time we eat an animal or animal byproduct, we get sick, obviously, right? Heart disease, cancer, all of that. But these other animals are not designed to be herbivores. And I always found that kind of fascinating. So I would tread lightly, but I always just found that, you know, a very obvious disconnect because it was literally an ocean species and an ocean species, you know. So you would think that they would literally make that connection. They are eating the food of the loggerhead. It wasn't like they're eating a steak. And I would try to get them to see that. But, you know, people want, like you said, they... They go to a protest or they sign a petition and, you know, this is an, this is an atrocity. This, this, I can't, I don't, I don't like the circus. I don't like the rodeo, but then don't tell me I can't have, you know, bacon kind of thing because we have dominion. I guess that also comes back to, we have dominion over other species, but we're animals too. Obviously some, some of us more than others, but we're, we're part of the animal kingdom too, right? Nature isn't something we go to visit. We are nature or we should be nature. And so that's also like a big, a big part of it, a big part of it too. So with that, I'm going to uh, say thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you. uh, I hope, I hope people listening have enjoyed the show and I hope they've learned something. And especially I hope some of them start thinking, you know what, I do like Indian food or I do like Italian food. Maybe I could go try some of that and not have the cheese or not have the meat and just see how that goes. Because a lot of people eat quote vegan food and don't think of it in that mindset. It's really like not a banana. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right, like a banana. It's really, it's really not that hard, but also it's not just, I mean, even, you know, cause we're a self-serving species. So even if we don't put um, cruelty or, you know, environmental destruction as a premium, Think about all of the diseases that affect us. You know, what you eat absolutely will or will not give you cancer or heart disease or high cholesterol or blood pressure, all the all the big ones. Um, and if you 
if you just switched to a plant-based diet, um, I can't say that you would not get those diseases, but likely not get those diseases. Or if you did, a lesser version or you'd bounce back quicker. And that's just a fact. And you're not going to get that from the from the doctors and the drug companies because they also make billions of dollars on all of that. Yeah, they so, don't want to give it up. No, they don't want, yeah, they don't want to give it up. You know, yeah. we're, we're old enough to remember the um, doctors in their white coats smoking cigarette, doing cigarette commercials. Oh, my gosh. Yes, you know, exactly. I mean, exactly. You know, it, it's the same thing. You know, exactly. it is the same thing. And, you know, the, I think the difference with tobacco, as big as that industry was, yeah. it doesn't hold a candle to animal egg. Well, no, I, well, no, because not everybody smokes, but everybody, everybody has to eat food. Yeah. And, and there's so many cultures, like the Italian culture is geared around food, right? Everyone gets around the table and, you know, the cooking for hours and the eating for hours. So there's a lot well, of culture. You can still do that. That's the, that's the joke of it is it's like, it's not sacrifice. It's a, right. just want people to know there's no sacrifice in it at all. In fact, it's much better. I mean, there's just so much more food than, than I ever thought you know, available in the world because I, it was just such habit. But I also think that, you know, when people go vegan, I think one of the things we stop doing is we stop eating the rage. Those animals are upset yeah. from the minute they're born, their whole lives, they're upset. And that's biochemical stuff going on in their bodies. And we're eating that. People are eating that three or four or six and eight times a day. I don't know how to prove that, but I'm not surprised the world's in the state it's in now. Everybody's just mad. That's true. And you know what? And and this is just the one, one last thing I want to end on. I remember reading something years ago. I don't remember where I read it, but I heard it more than once. And it had to do with, I think it had to do with Korea. And I don't know if that was North and South Korea, but in the Korean culture, they eat dogs. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time they will like beat the dog before right. they they kill it and eat it because they think the adrenaline rush will be something good for the man. So well, it, but it's also, kind of like it's biochemical. Right it's yeah. biochemical. It right. does change the right. taste of the flesh. That's yeah. Accurate. Yeah. You know, so. and, and I remember reading that and thinking, God, that is really kind of. That's really kind of sick. I mean, well, if you think like about a, it. Yeah. It's what they do to all the animals. Yeah. Yeah. But, all but, this, the animals. Yeah, but this was like a level, another level of extreme that you don't ever hear about either. Um, but I, me I remember reading about that and thinking, gosh, that's, um, I mean, if that doesn't get people thinking, I don't, you know, I don't. Well, we don't know. Don't you know never know what's going to get through. And that's you just got to keep putting out every, that's why I'm for every tactic and every strategy and every method that anybody can come up with, because we don't know what's going to reach people. That's true. I don't know. So, so, for, so for people who are interested, um, your, what was it that you wrote? What to eat? What, what to eat when you don't eat animals. What to eat when you don't eat animals. And that can be found on the website. Yeah, if you just look, if you search for what to eat when you don't eat animals, okay. and it comes up Vita or vegan, then that's the one. That's okay. the simplest way. Okay, and people can download that and read it and yeah, share it. Yeah, it's a it PDF, and, and, and Excellent. the March update is now out, and we go through every few months and sometimes add new products or just some new horrible fact I learned. <laughs> no good. It's like, oh, I never thought of doing that. You know, but it's really a great, great resource for activists or people who want to be vegan or people who even don't think they want to be vegan, but I think it's sucked in. 
that are. Okay. <laughs> well, that that is good to know. So with that, um, I encourage people to check out some of the other All About Animal uh, podcasts. They have a lot of other terrific shows that you might find interesting. And with that, I will say for everyone listening, please consider going vegan. And that will be a wrap. <laughs>